Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby. You're listening to Mountaintop Medicine from Estes Park Health. At the turn of the century, the Institute of Medicine, now known as the National Academy of Medicine, published a landmark report called To Air is Human. That report showed preventable medical errors harm or kill between 98,000 and 440,000 patients a year in the United States. In the ensuing decades, patient safety has become a major focus of organizations all over the country, including Estes Park Health. Kendra Sims is the Senior Director of Patient Safety and Quality at Estes Park Health. My background is emergency nursing, but I've also done nursing and physician education and then moved into the patient safety arena about 15 years ago. When you say patient safety, what does that mean? That means this department is always looking to improve to ensure that when patients walk through our doors, we are providing them the highest, safest care that we can without a lot of deviation. It's the whole do no harm. Do no harm. We'd like to highlight that actually all nurses and doctors come to work to do their best every day. But we work in a very complex system. And sometimes I think that we oversimplify the environment that we work in and we don't recognize when errors can and do occur. And then when they do occur, the framework is not always there in a positive light to discuss with patients and families to support our clinicians and our physicians through that process. We don't know what to do. So oftentimes we let the attorney sort it out, which is not always what's best for our patients or our physicians and nurses in these situations. What would you say are the biggest challenges right now in 2023 to patient safety? Yeah, it's actually coming out of the pandemic like everything, right? Um, patients and families are really center in their own health care. And during the pandemic, we actually pushed all of those visitors outside of our hospital. And they are our second, third, fourth layer of eyes because they know the patients the best. So really reintegrating patients and families into their care is going to be instrumental in moving us forward in patient safety. You would actually think during the pandemic that patient safety would not have taken um, a downturn, but the research is actually showing that patient safety actually suffered immensely. And part of that is due to the overburden of the healthcare worker in the times of the amount of patients they were taking care of, as well as the elimination of their own advocates or their own selves in there. So really getting people back in here is important to us so we can all come back together as a community. Estes Park Health has a five-person patient safety team working in areas like infection control and nurse education. Our staff doesn't wait around for errors to happen to address them. They take a proactive approach by preventing mistakes in the first place. So we do a daily patient safety huddle. We meet every day at 9.30 with all of our clinical leaders to highlight, is there anything that is different? Is there anything that could go wrong today? Is there a patient that maybe is a little more challenging? Are we doing a procedure that we just don't do very often here? That we come together and we make sure that we have all of the safety checks in place. Staff feel comfortable with that procedure. Even on every snowy day, I remind people it's all of our responsibility to wipe up all that wet water that come in so people don't slip and trip and fall. So it's really just a quick kind of down and dirty. How do we get a quick win to make sure our patients are safe? Right. Because it's big things and small things. Like you said, water on the floor, 
checking the band to make sure you're giving the right person the right medication at the right time. So it's big and little things. It is. And and one little thing that can turn into a big thing that during Safety Huddle that we like to highlight is if we have two patients with the same last name, uh, because we could have two B. Smiths here, and one's a Barbara and one's a Bob, and that they're literally right next door to each other in the room because maybe they have to be. And so how do we differentiate that, highlighting that to all of our staff from nutrition, um, laboratory, DI, and our nursing staff to make sure that we're picking the right patient at the right time. And I know how frustrating it is for patients because I'm a patient too, that when you come in and we've asked you for the 95th time, can you please state your name and your date of birth? I know that you know it, you know that I know it, but it is my double check as the nurse to make sure that I have the right B. Smith um, with the right date of birth that I'm giving the right medication to at the right time. The other question you get a lot as a patient is, are you allergic to any medications? And you think, you're looking at my chart. Yes, you're right. So that chart is a, a blessing and a curse sometimes because you as the patient change. And ironically, whether it was last week, last month, six months ago, or a year ago, maybe you've taken a new medication um, and you finally had an allergic reaction. Or we do know that sometimes you take medications for so long that it takes a while for an allergy to develop. And if you go, you're on vacation and you see another practitioner out there uh, that doesn't use our chart to update that allergy, we just like to verify to make sure that we have the most up-to-date and current information in your chart so we can take care of you the best. What are some of the systemic changes that have been put in place that have enhanced patient safety across the country? That's a great question. And the first thing I think we have to do is define system, because when people think of system, oftentimes they think of just their local healthcare system. So we are a system here at Estes Park Health, and then each department is a system. And then we have the overarching system, all of healthcare throughout the United States. So system oftentimes gets very confusing when we talk about system changes. But I think what you're asking me in general is what has the overarching national system put into place over the last 20 years. And I have to sadly say, nothing. There is really not a lot of consistency in the larger healthcare organization. We have highlighted some changes. We've moved away from blaming and shaming individuals such as nurses and doctors and trying to move people towards more just and uh, a robust culture of looking to improve the process, continuous improvement. But we don't actually have oversight. Uh, the best example would be aviation. You know and I know that we have the Federal Aviation um, Association that oversees and NTSB that oversees the aviation. We don't have anything like that in healthcare. But what I can tell you is there are leaders out there that are trying to put in place a national patient safety board. And they're out on LinkedIn. There are a lot of um, thought leaders behind that. They're looking at it from a political lens. Um, but we don't have one oversight. So we are DNV accredited. It's a, a Sweden brand um, that says, hey, here's the rules. If you're accredited, you've gone a step above and beyond. Most people in healthcare are familiar with the Joint Commission. I think that would resonate most with people. And that's just saying, hey, again, we're, we're going above and beyond the bare minimum. But that's not a requirement. Hospitals don't have to be accredited. Oftentimes, clinics are also not accredited. Um, they can, but it, again, it's separate from the hospital. 
we don't report our errors and mistakes up through one reporting system, much like the FAA does. We have lots of bodies that tell us, unfortunately, some of them being insurance companies that drive how care should be. And quite frankly, I'm not sure that they fully understand patient safety enough to to be driving some of those changes, but we're transitioning to business and we have to take that in. So we juggle a lot in patient safety, trying to keep the patients happy, trying to do what's best for the organization, trying to ensure that we do receive good and timely payment to keep the doors on and the lights open here. So it is a very complex process. Are you always looking at what are best practices across the country? Best practices has become one of those buzzwords in healthcare because we know that someone is probably doing what we're doing but better, and we do not need to spend time reinventing the wheel. If we know that something works somewhere else, let's borrow that. And that is one great thing about healthcare, that we could pick up the phone and call another organization and say, hey, what are you doing? How did you do this? How do we implement it? Uh, And that is actually a, a benefit of being part of a larger organization as well is that the resources are almost endless. When I tell you that there's five of us here, that's five of us doing probably six or seven jobs versus larger organizations really have people doing kind of one job and can hone in and be those experts. And they have a larger data set that also helps drive some changes. You obviously have a passion for this. Why? That is a phenomenal question. So uh, when I started out in healthcare, I thought I was going to be a flight nurse uh, and was going to head down this one particular path. But um, unfortunately, I started having kids much sooner than what I thought. And so it took me on a different path. So it was really the need to improve healthcare. And it just started out in quality, looking at how do we make sure that patients have the right test results, that they're on the right antibiotics, that we've done right by them. And then it just kind of morphed and grew for me over time. I never thought that I would actually, this is where I would end up. But I will share um, that I am one of those, or my family is one of those people in that 440,000 that have been uh, impacted or affected by a healthcare error. And so my why has changed over the years. And my why now is to protect our providers, to protect our nurses, and ultimately protect our patients as well so nobody has to go through what my family went through with the loss of my mom and an undiagnosed cancer. Estes Park Health is not relying on some outside organization to tell it what it needs to do for patient safety. You all are taking this on as your mission. Absolutely. And some of that it comes from every day. If we see something that's not working, we try to fix it right away. And that is a great benefit of the team that we have here, that we can make those quick changes as well, that we don't have to wait for some overarching organization to come in and say, oh, hey, by the way, you've been doing this all wrong. And we say, well, yes, but we've been waiting on you. No, we change it right away. And all of our other clinical directors are really great about stepping up to the table and partnering with us and having that collaboration. Because ultimately, we are really all here at the end of the day to provide the best care we can. And the patients of Estes Park Valley deserve that. Should the patients who come here feel safe? Absolutely, they should feel safe. I think as a nurse, I'm not sure that I could work someplace that I didn't believe in what we were doing or the people here or the need to improve. I know that sometimes people do have bad experiences. We're all human. Your nurses and your doctors, they are not robots. 
contrary to what people think, we are all humans on the inside of here, and we all have to take care of each other. But at the end of the day, yes, care is very safe here, and your leaders are here to ensure of that. If someone reading or listening to this is a patient of Estes Park Health and they have a concern or just a question, a lot of times people don't know what to do. What should they do? That is a great question. That's something that we're trying to highlight here at Estes Park Health in our culture enhancement is what I like to say on our journey, and that's to reach out to our patient representatives. But even if they just come into registration at the front and ask to speak with a patient representative, uh, those ladies are well-versed and know how to find us. Patient safety is a fundamental principle of healthcare and is now being recognized as a large and growing global public health challenge. At Estes Park Health, our patient safety is our number one concern. You've been listening to Mountaintop Medicine from Estes Park Health. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe by email. You'll get a link each time a new episode is published so you can listen at your convenience. Estes Park Health, Mountaintop Medicine, Quality Care. I'm Wendy Rigby. Thanks for listening.